Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Chris Geis, and this is episode 17, recorded on Saturday, July 6, 2019. The title of this episode is Test Rides of the Kawasaki Ninja 650 versus 1000LT and Ninja ZX6R. In this episode, I talk about the test rides I did on these three bikes. The Kawasaki demo truck was out at the east end of Long Island in Riverhead, New York at Maximum Motorsports. So it was cool to have a chance to head out there and uh, hang out at the dealership and you know meet a lot of really cool people and test ride some Kawasaki's. And so I also, in the episode at the end, talk briefly about the guest that I'm going to have on the show in the next episode coming this week. So I hope you enjoy it. So, you want to ride a motorcycle? Well, you've come to the right place. Because this is the So You Want to Ride a Motorcycle podcast. Hey everybody, it's Old Man Slacker. Uh, Just heading home. I just uh, was out at Maximum Motorsports in Riverhead, New York. Just uh, They had the Kawasaki demo truck out. So I uh, just thought while I'm heading home, I'd give some thoughts about the three bikes that I rode. I'm hoping the audio will be okay. Um, I actually did this last time. I did a live feed, and then I pulled the video to use for a podcast episode, which kind of worked out okay. I was riding on Long Island Expressway, which I'll be doing again, so had a little bit of road noise and such, so I'll have to just edit that out again. I actually was hoping to record some of these segments between riding bikes, but, you know, as it happens, there's so much going on, and, you know, you ride a bike, there's a little break, then you got to get ready for the next bike, and there's a lot of cool people to talk to, and, you know, you walk through the showroom, there's just too much to do to be recording <laughs> recording audio in between. But anyway, right, so I rode three bikes. Uh, first, I rode the Ninja 650. Then I rode the Versus 1000. I don't know if it's the LT or not, but it's, it's the one with the, you know, it comes with the bags on it. And then the last bike I rode was the uh, ZX6R. So had a ton of fun. So again, three bikes like I did with the Yamaha test rides was three bikes. But uh, of the three, definitely, definitely like the ZX6R the best. Maybe that's probably not a surprise, but I'll just kind of talk about them in order I rode them and uh, hopefully can remember the details and stuff. So Ninja 650, um, a little bit of a sport bike setup. Um, it is more upright. Um, it's not fully upright. I think I, I didn't ride the um, what do you call it? the Z the, the Z was it's Z650 I guess, which is probably the most upright. The uh, Ninja 650 is a little more sport bike position. Uh, definitely like the bike, but it is it's like very basic. Um, you know, you have an analog tachometer and then digital speedometer and. You know, it's like a little black and white LCD display. Um, no traction mode settings or anything like that. It did have ABS, so that's cool. Um, you know, comfortable bike, nice bike to ride. It was a noticeable difference between that bike and my Vulcan S, you know, which has basically the same motor. Uh, definitely tuned differently in the, the Ninja 650, no surprise. So definitely uh, peppier, just felt more powerful. Actually probably is tuned with more power. But, so that was a lot of fun to ride. It did feel a little small. I mean, I'm like six foot, uh, about 210 pounds. So not uncomfortable, but it did feel a little small. I mean, similar to when I rode the Yamaha R3. I mean, it is a 
a smaller sport bike kind of bike. So uh, let me think what else. Oh, it, it was kind of buzzy. Actually, I was surprised in the seat between like, um, I think it was like 4,000 and 6,000 RPM, something like that. Something in that range, the seat actually felt kind of buzzy, which was interesting. When you got it up revving higher than that, uh, it was fine. That went away. So I guess just whatever, how the, how the engine is set up. Um, and then uh, that bike redlines at 10,000 RPM. So that definitely definitely was a lot of fun to ride. Um, trying to think what else. I don't know the price on it, but I could check it out when I get home. Um, yeah, so that's kind of about it on that, I think. If anything else comes to mind, I'll mention. And then, um, so the next one I rode was the Versus 1000, which that's a pretty cool bike. You know, it's a touring bike. Um, I've actually never ridden, let me think. Yeah, I've never ridden a bike. Well, no, that's not totally true. Yeah, actually, I don't think I've ridden, like, one of these sport touring bikes. But anyway, so definitely a bigger bike. Um, that's actually, it's interesting, right? Because progression of things, you know, from when I started first riding, you know, first, okay, I wanted, like, the cruiser style, which is why I went with the Vulcan S, low to the ground, easily get my feet down. Um, so, yeah, and then this has kind of been a progression. So... It was like, okay, fine, so the Cruiser, and then I got to a point where I was ready for something like the Z900 RS, more of a standard bike, upright position, taller bike. You know, even when I bought the Z900 RS, I was like reluctant, like I'm like, nah, I'm not quite ready to try something like a big touring bike, like a Goldwing or something like that. But I definitely, I'm pretty much at the point now, I think I've got enough experience and enough confidence where I'm pretty much willing to try any bike. Like I definitely would ride a Goldwing now, um, you know, getting on the Versus 1000, it is a little bit bigger, heavier bike than the Z900 RS, not a problem. Um, you know, I'd even try one of the big Harley dressers or whatever, you know, 900,000 pound bike. So it's kind of cool just as, as you progress, as you build the skill, the experience, you know, you build the confidence. Uh, sorry about the road bumps there. Um, yeah, just, you know, want to try different bikes. But anyway, so uh, the Versus 1000, so that's a pretty cool bike. Um, you know, it's, it's got kind of all the latest goodies on it. So it's ABS, traction control, all that stuff. It actually evidently new for this year has electronic suspension, although I didn't mess with that at all. Um, it does have heated grips, which it's summer, it's like, I don't know, my mirror in the truck here says 90 degrees, but it, it, it's like pretty toasty, mid, mid 80s, upper 80s. So <laughs> no need for heated grips, but uh, it does have cruise control, which is really cool. And it does have up and down quick shifter, which I was playing with. Um, like pretty good. I don't have a lot of experience with quick shifters. Um, it was it was good. It was definitely better than when I test rode at Barba Barber in 2018 when we went for the vintage motorcycle races and stuff. Uh, I test ridden a BMW uh, R1200R that had quick shifter. I think was up and down, and they had warned us that like below third it was really rough on the with the quick shifter, which I had experience, but. You know, above third with the upshift and the down, uh, I believe downshift was pretty good. It's, it's a while since I rode that bike, so it's a little hard to compare, but I would say the Versus 1000 was actually probably smoother. Um, upshifts and downshifts were really good, so that was kind of cool to play with. Um, you know, below, going like third to second was a little rough, and I guess this is probably the nature of quick shifters, and like I said, I haven't ridden a lot of bikes with quick shifters, but you definitely have to be on the throttle for the quick shift to work. So it's kind of like you have to be climbing revs for it to be willing to upshift. You know, if I was kind of constant constant rev, constant speed, it, it didn't want to upshift, which maybe, I guess that's by design, I'm not sure. 
and you know, basically, right, you, you want the quick shift because you're accelerating and you want to go up the gears. Similarly, going down the gears, if I didn't roll off the throttle, it, wouldn't, it didn't seem to want to downshift automatically. But, so that was cool to play with. And then the other thing that was interesting was this Versus 1000 is actually the first time I've experienced wind buffeting. And I've heard people talk about that. Uh, that looks like we got two people watching. Sorry I'm in the car, so I'm not exactly sure who is watching, but whoever you are, hello. Uh, if you want, you can put a comment. I should be able to see it. Um, but, yeah, so the reason for the buffeting is interesting because it's got a decent windshield on it, pretty tall. You know, I could look over the windshield, which definitely is desirable. I know some people have setups where they look through the windshield. That's not something I would like, and I know a lot of people don't. But... I eventually realized the reason for the buffeting, and it wasn't bad, but they had like a, a vent halfway up the windscreen, I guess, to let air through to help cool you and, and whatever, and maybe even, I don't know, prevent too much pressure on the windscreen, because it's pretty tall. I'd say it's maybe, uh, I don't know, eight, 18 inches, maybe almost 24 inches tall, something like that. Uh, but at any rate, when I got the buffeting is in hot weather like this, I'm accustomed to propping my uh, face shield open one or two clicks. And it was the first time I noticed, like, blurry vision. I'm like, what the heck is going on? And I realized because the wind buffeting was knocking my, uh, my visor around, when I closed the visor, it was totally fine. But I've never had that before. Like, even riding on the naked bikes, like the Vulcan S and the Z900 RS, I can pop that thing open. I mean, even doing 70, 75 miles an hour, no wind problem, no wind buffeting. But it was interesting with this windscreen, I was getting the wind buffeting. So... That was, whatever, a little disappointing. I mean, it was not a big problem, and obviously, if I bought a bike like that, I could either, you know, change the windscreen or, or whatever, but anyway, it was interesting to experience that. Other things on the Versus, very smooth bike. I mean, re really nice. I did I did notice a little buzzing, a little higher revs, I think, than on the, uh, the Ninja 650, and I'm pretty sure that should be the inline four like I have on the Z900 RS. But for some reason, there's a little bit of buzzing. Not as bad as the uh, Ninja 650, but a little bit. And then once you got to a different rev range, it was fine. But very smooth motor, you know, very smooth motor, really pleasant to ride. Handles awesome. Um, the only com other complaint I had, other than the wind buffeting, which, like I said, was not a huge deal, was the foot pegs were situated in a way that they were, when I was at a stop, they were actually poking me in the sides of my legs, which I'm not accustomed to. So I just, I guess they were whatever, maybe farther back than I'm used to, whatever it was, but all right, so they're poking me in the legs. So I don't like that. I've noticed that on a couple other bikes. Um, and then the other thing interesting too, and you know, granted stock suspension, I didn't adjust it, play with it. And maybe in part with the electronic suspension, I could have fixed it. But um, the bike is actually very tall, so I was almost on tippy toes. You know, my Z900 RS is pretty tall, the saddle's pretty tall, and I just flat foot that bike. I could sort of flat foot the Versus, but it was kind of a little bit on my toes. So between that and then because it's on my toes to hold, to hold the bike up, I couldn't really relocate my feet to keep the pegs from sticking me in the legs. So not a big deal, but whatever. That's the way that was. Uh, let me see, what else on the Versus? Um, so really cool, you know, nice luggage to have that. And I guess there's the option, you can put a top case on it. I do think it had like a, a mounting plate in the back. I'll have to check my photo later. So you could set something up. Oh, hello Gina, Gina's watching. Oh, and Aunt Dorothy. Hey Aunt Dorothy, how's it going? All right, so I got two listeners. Hello ladies. Um, yes, oh, by the way Gina, so I did, and I don't have War War stickers, but I saw a woman who was, uh, 
I guess she brought her bike in for service. I gave her one of my podcast stickers, and I was telling her about uh, Warwar, so hopefully she'll check it out. You know, I mentioned you guys are going to be riding on the island. So, uh, yeah, at any rate, so back to the versus. Um, let me think, what else? I guess that's about it. Oh, it does have color TFT display. One thing I like about the Kawasaki's, and maybe this was true of the Yamahas, although I forget, all the three bikes I rode had an analog tachometer, which I really like. I, it's not like it's necessary, and I know nowadays a lot of bikes have electronic display that just shows like a you know, tachometer bar indicator, which fine, but I don't know, I'm kind of old school. I want to see an analog tachometer, so that's really cool. And then they've got like an LCD, or in this case, color TFT display that shows you, you know, your modes and status settings and speed and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, the Versus 1000 looked like it had a pretty sophisticated system. I didn't play with it much, but it did have uh, you know several ride modes. So it had like sport, which is what it was in, which was cool, and a rain mode, and then like a standard or something. I think there's some traction control settings you can play with. And then there definitely was a whole menu system you could get into, so I'm sure you could spend hours like playing with settings, especially with the electronic suspension and all that kind of stuff. So I think that's pretty much it on the Versus. Like I said, if I think of anything else towards the end, I'll mention it. And then uh, the real pleasure surprise was, was riding that ZX-6R. Man, that thing is a rocket. And, and okay, Granted, you know, in comparison, right, so if I, if I was on like a Ninja 1000 or, you know, ZX-12R or 14R, obviously even more powerful bikes, um, you know, the leader sport bikes, of course, are going to be more impressive, but I got to say, that's as much sport bike as I would want on the road and not be afraid of getting myself into trouble. Um, well, that was the other thing, so the Versus, so the Ninja 650 and the Versus 1000 redline at uh, 10,000 RPM. The ZX6R redlines at 16,000 if I'm not mistaken. And I didn't get out of second gear most of the time. Second, third gear, I think I was revving, I don't know, four or five, maybe 6,000. Probably got up to on the ride we did top speed at 60 miles an hour. But that bike, I, I don't know, it was just a blast. You know, I had fun when I rode the Yamaha R3, which is the first sport bike I've ridden. The ZX-6R definitely is a sport bike. It is way lean forward, you know, rear set foot pegs, the controls, and, you know, you got clip-ons that are down low like a sport bike. So, I mean, I was down low, even more so than on the R3. And at first when I got out, I'm like, oh, I don't know. I, like, not having a chance to ride around the parking lot, just going right on the road. I was like, I don't know. This might be a little sketchy, but it actually worked out fine. Um, oh, man, what a blast. It's like... Now that bike too feels a little small for me, I think just because of my height and my leg length. Like I, I felt a little scrunched on it, scrunched up, but I guess in part that's the nature of a sport bike. I would really have to compare it to like the, the thousand to compare and see. Um, but it, it was pretty comfortable. It's like I had my butt scooched back in the seat against the stop, and but I felt like my you know knees and legs were really up under me, and then knees on the tank. It's like you could grip. Like I said, you, you just crack that throttle, that thing just wants to go. It's it, it's definitely a rocket. I don't know, i got some driver here that's not being too intelligent. <clears throat> I don't know, people have to learn how to merge onto expressways and stuff. At any rate, what a blast. Uh, like, like I said, you know, I was revving six, second gear most of the time, uh, probably six, five, 6,000 RPM, something like that. No, like, real noticeable buzzing or anything, 
um, and the bike sounds great. When you got it up above 6,000 RPM. Oh, I hope I'm still recording. I had a little disconnect there, so hopefully I'm still recording. Yep, still live. So what I was saying was um, both the Ninja 650 and the ZX6R, even with stock exhaust, when those bikes get up to like 7,000, 8,000 RPM, they sound pretty good. And I'm sure with an aftermarket exhaust, they sound even better. But I was, I was pretty pleased with the sound. Yeah, it's a real nice, deep, throaty, sport bike kind of sound. But anyway, so ZX6R, it's got more, more features like on the dashboard and stuff. There are um, traction control settings. One, two, and three, I had it in one, which I believe like my bike, which has one and two. One is kind of the more aggressive. You can switch it off if you want. That bike did have ABS, I'm pretty sure. Um, it was the gray one, not the KRT, Kawasaki Racing Team. Colors green, which costs about, I think it's about 1200 more. Um, yeah, I think the, the Z6R, no ABS, I think is a dollar short of 10999 And then if you want the ABS, I think it's like, I don't know, 500 a 1000 more. And then I think if you want the KRT package with the green, you know, Kawasaki racing graphics and everything, I think that brings it up to 12, 1200, 122, something like that. I don't remember exactly, but uh, it, it looks awesome with those green colors. I mean, not if... If you want to stay under the radar with the police, probably be better to go with the gray one. <laughs> but, but it's really cool with those KRT racing racing team colors. So uh, that's really cool. Hey, Zeev, how's it going? See so you tuned in watching. Um, yeah, so let me finish up ZX6R. So, yeah, real, real sport bike. Ton of fun to ride. I'm actually kind of looking at it. I was looking at the price because, you know, I've talked about doing track days. And so I'm actually thinking maybe I'm going to... I don't think I'd trade it in because I probably wouldn't get enough, but maybe sell the Vulcan S, uh, you know, sell it myself. I don't know what I'd get out of it. I'm sure I'm going to lose a few thousand, but maybe let's say if I can get 3500 4 out of it and put it into something, you know, like the, the ZX6R. I mean, probably haven't ridden that bike. I mean, I haven't ridden the, uh, the what do you call it, the, Nam the Yamaha R6, so maybe I shouldn't fairness, but... I don't know, I'm just a Kawasaki guy and haven't ridden this bike, it's awesome, so maybe if I could find a used one and track that, I don't know, probably a 300, 400 would be smarter to start track days, um, although this bike, I don't know, is manageable enough, maybe just leaving it stock, it would be fine with a lot to grow into, but you could, I could definitely see having a blast with that bike on the track, so uh, let me think, anything else to say about that bike? So yeah, like I said, definitely sport bike, a little small for me, but that's fine, I could get used to it. Um, you know, I was trying to ride at sport bike riding position, so basically belly on the tank, um, which definitely, you know, it gets to you after a while, I was feeling the strain in my back, because lifting my neck up to be able to see. You know, it was a little strain after a while, so I was kind of sitting up once in a while, but you know, you scooch back, it's a really, really comfortable bike to ride, and like I said, it's just, just a rocket, that thing. I, I don't know. I, I would love to get that thing up to 60,000 RPM and see what it does when it pulls. I have to check the horsepower numbers, too. But uh, anyway, so that's the wrap-up. Kawasaki demo truck. So the three bikes, Ninja 650 versus 1000 and the ZX6R. So definitely uh, thumbs up on all three. Um, I don't know the price on the Ninja 650, but for me, I, would, I wouldn't I would even bother. I would just go with the ZX6R. Uh, especially, I mean, not, not if you want to if you want a bike for like comfortable riding it's not a cruising bike you're not going to want to ride that bike i don't i don't think like long distance trips and stuff uh, it is definitely a sport bike but as a first bike before getting something like a leader you know sport bike or something even more powerful 
I think it might be a good way to go. So hopefully you found this interesting. I'm hoping the road noise isn't too bad and I can just strip the audio from this and publish it as my next podcast episode. Um, actually, upcoming episode. So I'm going to be doing an interview with uh, Jay, who's actually co-host on the uh, Creative Writing Podcast. Actually, that may, that may come out before this comes out as a podcast. So Wednesday, I'm going to be interviewing her. Um, she's actually really cool. She rides motorcycles all the time. Like that, That's her main her main commuting vehicle is a motorcycle and I'm not even sure I don't even think she has a car these days we'll have to check it out but she does a lot of wrenching on her own bikes she's also an artist unfortunately she had an accident uh, recently she broke her leg so she's on the mend and so she's not able to get to the two part-time job she has so one of the things we're actually going to be talking about is her artwork um, unfortunately she does not have health insurance so she's paying all the medical bills out of her own pocket and like I said she's not able to work right now so she is an artist though and so she's looking to sell some of her artwork she does uh, all kinds of things including uh, artwork you know motorcycles and stuff like that so I actually um, I like her stuff so I actually commissioned her to do a do her her rendering her rendition of my Z900 RS I sent a photo that I took when I went down to Pennsylvania for that uh, Keystone TT so I'm not really anxious to see what how that comes out I'm sure it's gonna be a beautiful piece of artwork she's doing an eight and a half by eleven she does work in all markers and stuff so anyway so she's gonna be on the show so I'm gonna be talking to her about her accident she's had one or two before so we'll be talking about that and lessons learned you know things she wants to share she's actually very interested in helping new riders get going and started and educated so we'll be talking about that and then you know what she does as a co-host on creative writing podcast and then uh Maybe we'll talk a little bit about the kind of work she does, her part-time jobs, and definitely about her artwork. So stay tuned for that, and uh, lots, lots of good things coming up. Uh, Old Man Slacker now has his own Facebook page and his own Instagram account. So uh, actually, Old Man Slacker is now uh, listed on Facebook uh, as a you know, personality motivational speaker. So Old Man Slacker is maybe going to start doing motivational speaking, doing the tour kind of thing. So I think that's going to be a lot of fun. So if anyone has an engagement where they need a motivational speaker, let me know. I'll see if I can get Old Man Slacker to come out. I think that'll be a lot of fun. <laughs> anyway, so I'm having a lot of fun with this stuff. Hopefully uh, whoever tuned in enjoyed watching this. And like I said, hopefully this will, the audio will be good enough for a podcast. I had a lot of fun. It was cool. Actually, yeah, Max, Maximum Motorsports. Um, I think I'm actually going to try to have them on a podcast, do an interview with them, just talk about all the types of motorcycles that they carry. Um, this is the second uh, demo day I've been to. They, they arranged one with the Yamaha truck a month ago, and then this one with Kawasaki, which was really cool. So they're really, you know, they, they do a lot to, to help promote motorcycling and obviously they want to get people into the showroom but really good turnout both times today in particular the weather worked out good it was looking a little sketchy like it might rain but we got lucky it was hot but it was nice to be able to go into the showroom you know into the air conditioning if you wanted and look at the bikes there and then kawasaki you know they had tents set up and they had uh, free monster energy drinks you know and a refrigerated cooler outside and then uh, maximum motorsports provided lunch and they had you know cold waters and stuff inside so it was really cool, so uh, shout out to Maximum Motorsports uh, and John, who's the general manager there. I really appreciate them putting that on. Had a chance to see David Mazza, uh, who you know, catch him once in a while. So actually, for anyone who's interested in the Long Island area, so Cycle Gear is coming Tuesday night, uh, which is July whatever. I think today is the 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th, I guess July 9th. Uh, I think it goes 5 to 8 p.m. Hicksville Cycle Gear is going to be uh, doing a bike night, so I'm going to be hanging out there, weather permitting. So 
So if anyone wants to come out and join me, that would be cool. So, uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much all the news for now. So, uh, yeah, I was handing out stickers at the, at the, at the dealership, and uh, hopefully I'll get some new listeners and stuff. So hope you guys like this. Hope everyone's doing good and staying cool in this hot weather. Maybe I'll post this video later. Hopefully, like I said, not too noisy. So, all right, everybody, have a good weekend. Just remember, whatever you do, it's always time to ride. All right, peace out. So in closing, I just wanted to add a couple notes of some things I thought about after I recorded the my thoughts and comments about the test ride. So first of all, on the Ninja 650, I did recall that the uh, the shifting did seem a little bit rough. I mean, not, nothing terrible, but it was like a little clunky at times. Um, yeah, it just kind of seemed a little bit rougher. Certainly it was rougher than the other two bikes that I rode. Also, regarding my comments on the Versus 1000, you know, and I mentioned it being a tall bike and, you know, having trouble with the um, the foot pegs hitting the inside of my legs. So keep in mind that even though I'm tall, I mean, I have a 32-inch inseam. So if you have a different leg length, especially if your legs are longer, it might not be such an issue for you. So just something to factor in. Also, on the Versus 1000, so first of all, that is a 1,043cc inline four-cylinder engine. So I'm guessing similar to the engine that's in like my Z900 RS, but that is a 948cc. So it is a little bit larger engine. And they, they do promote that it has an upright riding position, which definitely is true. The other thing is, just in looking at the Kawasaki website, I see that the model I was riding must have actually been the Versus 1000 SE LT Plus, which has additional features over the LT. That includes Kawasaki electronic suspension, uh, sorry, electronic control suspension. They uh, promote that it has a smooth engine with electronic throttle valves and the Kawasaki quick shifter system, which I did mention. It's got an electronic suite, TFT color instrumentation with integrated riding modes that I did mention. I did not mention that they've got smartphone connectivity with Rideology, the app. Also new bodywork with LED headlights and cornering lights. Highly durable self-healing paint, which that's actually something I've heard about. I knew that was on the uh, the Ninja H2. I did not know that that was now on the Versus 1000 SE LT Plus. So that's kind of cool. You could go to the Kawasaki website and get the details on that. And, of course, I did mention has, I believe I mentioned, it has electronic cruise control and heated grip. So just a little more info on that bike. So that's really cool. And I think I failed to mention that the Ninja ZX6R that I rode last does have a quick shifter it, it, it upshifts has a quick upshifter so that was really cool that worked really really smooth um i don't know that i would say necessarily any better than on the versus 1000 but uh it, it definitely was really nice to just <laughs> whack the throttle and just bang 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 you know just up up the gears uh, with the quick shifter so that that's a really cool feature the other thing too um that i didn't mention in in the earlier review that I did was uh, one of the things I was playing with, and especially now, and I talked the last episode about, uh, you know, reading Keith Code's uh, A Twist of the Wrist books and watching the DVDs. And so one of the things I was playing with on both Ninjas, the uh, the 650 and the, the ZX-6R, was actually laying down on the tank and then noticing, one, making sure I was gripping the tank with my knees, you know, so I was holding onto the bike with the lower body. But I did notice that when you do that, when, when you're holding on with your legs and using the tank to rest your, your, your upper body, then your arms can actually be very comfortable and loose. And so I was playing around with what I was talking about in the last episode of just light grip on the handlebars, 
not squeezing the handlebars, like no tension, just a light grip and being able to just very easily steer the bike. Um, and so it was really, it was really cool to kind of play with. So if that's not something you've experimented with, check it out. You know, again, the idea of controlling the bike, right, holding onto the bike with your lower body, you know, your legs, not using your upper body and clenching the handlebars and, you know, having your arms and back and whatever stiff, but just, you know, allowing the handlebars to just, and, and then the front suspension to do its thing and move around while you're, you know, holding onto the handlebars, but without really gripping it. Uh, and, and I just found the control was, was much, much better. So that's kind of interesting. And I'm going to continue to experiment with that and learn how to do that better on my other bikes. So in closing, uh, don't forget, I do have stickers available. Actually, I was handing stickers out. I mentioned uh, in, the, in the earlier part at uh, Maximum Motorsports is trying to spread the word on the podcast. So if you would like stickers for yourself or even to give to friends, you know, definitely send me an email. Let me know your mailing address. I will send them out. Uh, I just say while supplies last, just so I've only got a limited number and I can't promise everyone that wants a sticker a sticker, but I do have plenty right now. So if you are interested, shoot me an email. That'd be cool. And of course, you can contact me anytime at soyouwanttoride at yahoo.com or my website, soyouwanttorideamotorcycle.com. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can make a donation using PayPal by going to paypal.me slash Christopher Geis or click the donate link at the upper right on my website. Please like and leave me comments and a rating on your favorite podcast service. That'll help other people find my podcast. And please like and follow me on Facebook and Instagram. You can just search for So You Want to Ride, or now you can also search for Old Man Slacker if you want to follow me there. Please keep spreading the word and help me build my online and listener communities. Thank you for listening. And just remember, whatever you do, it's always time to ride. (laughs) 